0: Good morning and welcome to this episode of Ambiguous Borders. I'm your host Miles and with me is my co-host Sevy. Hello
1: everyone. So this podcast aims to introduce you to different cultures, debates and I guess disputed areas along with geographical regions across the world. Um, giving a hint at what our topic is going to be today.
0: Yes, so as you may have clicked on, today we're going to be talking about the Darien Gap and specifically um, why crossing the Darien Gap is so dangerous. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, why is it dangerous? If why it is it dangerous at all, oh, we will cover okay. that.
0: So, um, a little secret, uh, I selected the the place and do you want to tell me how much you knew about this before we started... Um, that process so, of looking up.
1: I I didn't know it by name. You were like, the Darien Gap. I'm like, where's that? I've never heard of that. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I have heard of that. I just hadn't connected the name and the place in my head. And it is the main, like, kind of where Panama uh, touches Colombia or where North America, like, connects to South America in this little, like, I think we said it's about... 50 kilometers wide at its uh, smallest amount. And it's not the smallest that uh, North and South America ever get. It's a little bit smaller where the uh, Panama Canal is, but it is like kind of the main I'd say point where North America and South America uh, connect.
0: Yeah, so it has the Gulf of Panama on its west, southwest coast and it's, they call it actually the Gulf of Darien, which is part of the uh, Caribbean Sea on the northeast. Um, and I think they call this part of Panama the Isthmus the Isthmus of mm-hmm. Panama. And I think this specific bit they may call sometimes the Isthmus of Darien.
1: Yeah. And then the Darien Gap, like we talked about, I alluded, it was a geographic region. It's not part of Panama. It's like Panama and Colombia. It's, it's the region uh, where Colombia. People... Sorry, Colombia. I should know that from our episode on colombia and why they like coffee um but the the main point is it's not just like let's say a region of panama or a um like state within panama it's actually like kind of the region of two countries which is kind of interesting yeah um
0: what's more interesting is it's quite a a jungly place uh, i'm sure you've googled oh how how easy is it for me to sit from my comfortable California home and go down and see the Patagonian mountains on my road trip, because you've always wanted to guess that. And Google will always say, can't do that. Yeah. Error. No. So
1: you're alluding to why it's called a gap. It's that there's a Pan American highway, you can actually go up from Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, all the way down to the bottom of Argentina, with one exception, with one gap, which is the Darien Gap.
0: So it's really interesting because uh, everywhere I've seen says that it's called the gap because of this gap in the highway. Mm-hmm. But there is a... I didn't think that at all initially. So gap is an actual geographical term.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, like a technical term. And it is a low area between two higher elevation landmasses. Um, so such as like some hills or mountains, like a, a flat valley, okay. flat river, plain valley. Um, they're similar to passes. Um, sometimes they can actually be more rugged and difficult to navigate than that. And, um, then you can get like the most rugged sort of gaps are called notches, which is kind of, that gives a bit more visualization of it being a, a cut, uh, cliff.
1: So geographically, is this a gap?
0: Well... As we've sort of just mentioned, this is a bit of a spectrum. You, there's no real definition of what gradient it has to be to be a gap and what it has to be to be a notch. And, um, and I looked up the, the topography, and on either side of the coast, there are mountains, and it is low-lying, swampy marshland in the middle.
1: I th- yeah, I thought that, like, the border between the two countries followed like the ridge of the mountains
0: that's like another hill but in the middle it's no more than what they may call as like a hundred meters high whereas on the edge it's almost a thousand meters with the mountains so it could be referred to as a gap in that way as well and maybe that's been lost in translation or maybe it's got nothing to do with it i couldn't find any evidence as to um anything other than the wikipedia site which said it's called a gap because there's a gap in the highway and i was like
1: so do you know what the it's called in Panama, this area?
0: Is it the plug?
1: Yeah, they call it the Tapón del Darien, which is the Darien plug. So, and honestly, I think that's probably a little bit more descriptive of a title because it's kind of the plug, it's plugging the di- North and South America, considering its lack of ease of travel between the two areas. Yeah. You sound questionable about that
0: <laughs> I sound questionable I don't know how much better that visualizes it It doesn't visualize it better for me, but that's a personal um,
1: The way I opinion. see it is that it's just like a really uninhabited, densely uh, rugged jungle mountainous area with like lots of swamps as well. We'll cover that, and it kind of makes it just a like a plug between to more navigable zones of Central America and and the northern part of South America and Colombia.
0: It's very interesting because it's an area that you would have thought it would be important to get good trade and transport hubs through. Mm-hmm. Going from you know, the influence of the United States could have easier access to... Imagine if they built a train line for it. Imagine that you could get all that oil from Venezuela and trade with and you would have thought why is that and so it probably is a testament to how difficult it is to actually navigate through.
1: In the 1970s there was U.S. support and money in terms of building a road connecting it Um, but it was actually abandoned due to U.S. environmental concerns um, and I found another reason, which is diseases. And I was like, oh, human diseases. Like, like, they don't want it to come up from South America, which sounds like a very human reason. But I realized it's not just human diseases, it's actually animal diseases as well. They didn't want uh, diseases to travel from one to the other.
0: This is where Sevi is uh, just stealing everything we've spoken about doing later in the podcast.
1: How does that make it dangerous?
0: (laughs) I didn't say it made it dangerous. Well, how does it make it dangerous? And The diseases there make it dangerous, for sure. Okay, that's fair. But but it's also, the danger comes from having a lack of a clear path. And one of the reasons why they don't have it is because of the, particularly the foot and mouth disease, which exists in South America and it's been eradicated in the 1950s in America. That's one of the main reasons why American cattle farmers don't want the Daring Gap to be to be open because they've worked yeah. out that um yeah livestock that goes through is is bad news.
1: Yeah. As well as in the 1970s they actually wanted to make a road they there was another resurgence to make it in the 1992 and that was actually stopped not by like the people who started it but actually by the UN and one of the chief concerns was foot and mouth disease. We are going to do something different this episode. Normally we spend 20 minutes talking about the area, and then we spend 20 minutes talking about the question, but in this episode, I think, like, it's so mixed and so, like, jumbled together, and we've already jumbled it already, so I think it's going to be a lot more fluid, so we'll see how that works for us.
0: So, why is crossing the Darien Gap so dangerous? Uh, For those interested, the word Darien comes from a, um, essentially Hispanicized native word um, from uh, language by the Cueva, who were an indigenous tribe who were destroyed by the Conquistadors in the 16th century. It was their name for the river. Can you say that word again?
1: The Con...
0: Conquistadors.
1: (laughs) That's that's fine.
0: Conquistadors.
1: (laughs) No, you were closer. The way, like, I think I've always heard it is Conquistadors, or I guess in Spanish Conquistadores yeah sure maybe well, no, maybe, just, I've, maybe just, I've got the wrong just, pronunciation there no you don't have a wrong, it's just different, and I thought it was interesting to point out. pray, continue so
0: thank you so why is crossing it so dangerous?
1: Is it dangerous?
0: well, the answer is I think quite emphatically yes
1: yes, it's quite emphatically yes
0: yeah, almost as dangerous as living in the u s some would say. I'm joking. Please
1: don't. um, Yeah. Not of all the places we've talked about, almost all of them I would like to travel to. This one I would not like to travel to. It is quite dangerous. And travel to any
0: higher up on your list.
1: And travel to. Let let me rephrase. Travel to to cross. Like actually cross between it.
0: Yeah. So. we we mentioned a bit about the people. Um, people in Panama have uh, created the largest national park in Central America. Here, it covers roughly six thousand kilometers squared of land, and that was made in eighteen nineteen eighty. Um, and it includes a stretch of the Pacific coast and almost the entire border with Colombia. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just that kind of tells you that it is now sort of protected the area. So because national parks are more difficult legislatively to to build on and um to create roads so
1: and it also goes to show you this is the largest in central america like this is a the Darien Gap is a large area um despite it being like a thin like besides it being an isthmus and panama being quite thin
0: mhm yeah so what makes a place dangerous um
1: i feel like I'll, there's a lot of things that make it dangerous, and in the Daring Gaps situation, it is a lot of things that make it dangerous.
0: What should we start with, Zoe?
1: <laughs> what should we start? Let's start with the flora and fauna, since you...
0: Flora and fauna? Yeah. Plants couldn't possibly hurt you?
1: <laughs> I, I... Most plants are not that dangerous, but again, the word is, the keyword word is most.
0: Yeah so um my favorite plant i say favorite the, the most dangerous uh plant
1: <laughs> your is, favorite dangerous plant
0: <laughs> yeah is the chunga palm okay and actually the native population the indigenous people to the area use these to make furniture hats jewelry fishing nets a lot so that they have mastered the uh the leaves of the the palm however the trunk of the palm is covered in long black spines. They point in multiple directions, so you can't just pat it in one way.
1: It's not like thorns and... on roses, it's like they're everywhere, they're long, and they're in different directions.
0: <laughs> they're up to eight inches in length. Um, and that's... 25 centimetres-ish?
1: You gave it in my unit, so I'm, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty-four, I think, twenty-four uh, centimeters. So, um, 20. to make matters worse, Point the spines, 10. the spines attract bacteria as well. So, your chances of being punctured, a puncture wound by these spines on this palm tree, uh, you are most likely going to end up with a bacterial infection. Wow. Uh, so even the plants are unfriendly here. So
1: it's not like you're just stabbed and you have like a, I don't know, 10% chance of getting an infection. It's like you stabbed your lap a really good chance of getting an infection. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Just do a few odds for that. So yeah, that's my um, tree. And then you have things like spiders, which are, um, I don't think we really need to go into too much detail about spiders, but we can imagine this is the jungle of rainforest. They're going to be big. They're going to be mean, and they're going to be uh, venomous, or and they're going to
1: stay in your hiking boots overnight.
0: They actually live a lot in like the bananas as well. There's this particular spider okay. called the banana spider, which is, which is a uh, bad news. Um, they call it um, one of the most medically important spiders.
1: Yeah, which it, medically important means medically dangerous, correct?
0: Uh, it just means. Yeah, this is this is bad news. <laughs> the poison is really strong, so we find it this very interesting.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. that's
0: fine. Uh, and then you also have the Feu de lance pit spider, which is one of the most venomous uh, snakes in the Darien Grap. Wait, They're...
1: you called it a spider? You mean snake?
0: Spider uh, viper.
1: Uh, okay, got it.
0: Viper. So
1: the spider snake yeah. does not sound like good news. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. This is just just a snake, a viper, yeah. but it is. An aggressive snake is fast moving because vipers are typically very um, I didn't know that. quick, and they're large enough to bite above your knees, so they'll stretch up and, and bite.
1: And that's bad from a like if you have log boots perspective, it still can go above those.
0: Yeah, uh, you've got about ten minutes to get your anti venom in you um, before you die. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they usually recommend you carry up to six vials of anti-venom with you when you when you travel in the Darien Gap uh we may work out or explain that maybe there's some people here that don't go in completely prepared um you have bot flies as well so they're a fly that will lay eggs under your skin and then the larvae like burst out. There we go. There's Sevi gone.
1: <laughs> I'm cringing massively right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, sorry. We better keep this PG. Otherwise, um, we may have to put the um above eighteen listeners on this. So anyway, all you need to know. Animals. They don't like you. The plants. They don't like you. They do have some very pretty animals. Lots of poisonous dart frogs. They look very nice. Um don't They those. also have <laughs> lots of capybara and various sorts of rodents, which are actually fairly harmless they have tapirs which fun fact about tapirs which i love is that um it's very difficult to x-ray a tapir what's because... a
1: tapir what is it
0: it's kind of like a cross between an elephant and a hippo and a pig okay
1: is it like so it has like a in? short
0: it has a very short trunk oh it's probably uh stands at a meat just over a meter tall at the shoulder. Okay. On all is it fours. like
1: an anteater? Looks like an anteater?
0: More like a pig. Pig okay. hippo thing. And, but it has a little snout. Like a little not a trunk, but it's like a long. Yeah,
1: that's what snout. makes me think of an anteater, because they have like a small snout too. It looks like an elephant
0: trunk mm, An anteater has a much bigger snout than this. Okay, This got is it. like okay. a, got yeah. it okay. this pig. like an extended pig, pig. Anyway, the, uh, tape is, um, if you x-rayed one, you would have a tough time working out what, what is bone because um, the muscles are so dense in it oh, wow. that it eventually can block. So they struggle. It, zookeepers struggle with that sort of thing.
1: Learn something new over
0: um, They have jaguars here as well, which is a very pretty um, pretty animal, but they can bite through a turtle shell. Um, they have the most powerful bite of any big cat.
1: Like the specifically the ones here in this region?
0: Well, in Central America, the jaguars. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, I think that's enough flora and fauna. Yeah. Uh, we won't. There's, there's no, also
1: we... uh, scorpions, which I yeah, just throw yes, one more there,
0: in there. there. There are scorpions. I did actually have that written down, but, uh... <laughs> Do you want to okay. take us to the next flora and fauna? Humans.
1: Yes. Um. <sighs> I'm trying to think best how to go about this. Yeah. So, so. Indigenously, there are indigenous uh groups in this area um there used to be more there's a lot less now um it it's it, in terms of like the Darien Gap like through the center um it's mostly uninhabited um and it's just cuz of part of it is because it's so dangerous um and also part of it is because i, I guess uninhabited could mean a lot of things but i one huge um change that's happened is there's a lot of migrants who cross the Darien Gap. Um, And there's lots of reasons for this, which I I guess it's worth covering now. Um, It's a lot easier to get to South America from across the world. So these aren't just migrants from South America. It's from all over the world. It's a lot easier for them to travel into South America. So for example, Ecuador and Brazil have low, um, like the visa restrictions are a lot lower. Um, And one of the main, I think the two main, groups over the last ten years that have crossed the Darien Gap have actually been Haitians and Cubans. And they want to get to America. And you might be asking, well why are the Haitian and Cubans like going all the way to South America and then traveling back up across the isthmus back up to the US? And it's it's for the reason I described, it's a lot easier to get those visas and for example, when the Haitian crisis was happening, this was also when uh, Rio Olympics were happening, and they needed a lot of workers, and so they re- they made their visas like super open. So a lot of Haitians actually worked those Olympics. Got- were able to. Build Do you mean up the Haitian money.
0: crisis of the? Is that the earthquake or is that?
1: I think it's yeah the earthquake. Um, the, you're right. There have been multiple. Um, and but. And it's not just the ones that have gone to the, who worked at the Olympics, but a lot of them have traveled and lived in Chile and Brazil, um, and then, uh, recently have started migrating, uh, to the U S via the Darien gap. Um, but there's also, like I said, people from all over the world, there's, uh, refugees from like Pakistan, um, a lot, probably from Afghanistan, uh, starting to happen. India, Bangladesh, uh, and so on and so forth um and 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 a lot from south america as well so like venezuela and uh yeah okay so the point the the point is like it's quite it's quite a mix and i a lot of the i over the last the last in 2021 there were more in uh there were about over a hundred thousand migrants who entered panama through the darien jungle and to give you a sense that's more than the last 10 years before that combined. So it's, like, massively increased over the last, like, couple of years. And almost all of them are going towards the U.S. and Canada, uh, basically, to seek a better life. Um... And, and so the reason I give all this context context is to give you a sense of like the kinds of people and uh, and why they're traveling and why they're traveling in this particular area. Um, but now I'll give you a sense of like why it's dangerous for crossing it because this is what they're actually doing. They're crossing on foot. Um, and the reason so you may ask, why don't they fly? There's a lot of restrictions. The U.S. actually like has a. Th- their immigration borders don't aren't just at the border. they extend elsewhere. So for example, like flying from Mexico to US like you need a visa and like they're not giving visas to these migrants. they're giving visas to others. Um, and that's true of lots of Central American countries and even in South America. So flying out of the question. Now you might be like, oh, it's a boat ride. it's a sh- like not a bad boat ride and you'd be correct. But the boat ride is actually like uh, cost prohibitive. It's e- even more expensive than flying by quite a bit. Um, so if you're like you and me, it might make sense to like if we wanted to get around the Sismus to take a a a boat and maybe like put your car on a boat um and ferry it across. But for others, for these migrants, it doesn't make sense. Even so, like they have to pay um people to help them cross this area. So this is pretty common amongst migrants. Like if you're trying to cross, there are guides, right, and they'll charge a lot, like basically a decent amount of money, and they're the ones who guide you across because. Like you don't know the actual route to get across, otherwise.
0: And sometimes nor do they. Some of them are part of the political groups in there that are. There's um. The the FARC, which is like a militia a Colombian um, rebel group who exist here, and they they were they I think they killed um, a Swedish man. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago.
1: They thought he was a spy.
0: Yeah. Um, so, they will. That there are a lot of uh, attacks and so on and so forth. Yeah. And a terror. lot
1: of times they have, they'll have guns. They'll come up to migrants and like hold them at gunpoint and make them give them all their stuff. So, this is all their food, all their water, all their supplies, everything. Um, and like for them, it's like they can live in this jungle because like they can just do that. But for the migrants, it's like they lose everything. And to give you a sense, like this traverse, let's say you're an able bodied person, it's probably going to take about Five days minimum, probably closer to like seven or eight days. And again, that's if you're like physically walking every day and camping and aren't stopped by a mil a million things that could slow you down. Um, which we'll uh, go on to cover. So, like a good example is one of the leading causes of death. This wasn't. I really tried to find where. So a lot of these migrants who cross end up perishing. And uh, again, like it's ten thousand over a hundred thousand have crossed in the year deaths in terms of bodies that have been like returned to panama it's closer to like a hundred but there's way more than that are unrecovered and one of the it was hard to figure out exactly what the causes are but one of the main ones is they have to cross these long these rivers and these rivers are like gushing with water this is one of the rainiest places in the world talking about climate and a lot of people are washed away um crossing these rivers and a lot of the times they wait for the river to like subside so they can cross, but it never does because it's so rainy. And so eventually they have to cross because like they're, they've run out of food.
0: Yeah. They also say that um, if your uh, remains of um, deceased migrants uh, exist on the tracks uh, all the time, like that's a common sight on that journey.
1: Yeah. And guides will like, who go back and forth, they'll see people like, stranded who have broken legs like you-, you talked about the spikes and having an infection there's no medical attention anywhere here that's another reason it's so dangerous like even a small like infection like a broken leg like anything that slows you down like it's it's almost a death sentence um they talked about one guy who was like crawling um and like eventually like it was just became a skeleton
0: you're always a skeleton they say so.
1: Say again? Okay, eventually, all that was seen is a skeleton. Uh, Yeah. And, like I said, it it takes a week to cross, and so a lot of people, even people who are crossing, a lot of them, like if they had known how bad it would be, they wouldn't have done it, but uh, these guides are like, oh, it's only one more day, they're promising things. One thing I saw that was awful is, guides would be like, oh, we're almost there, and so people would drop their gear because they're like, oh, we're almost there, we don't have to carry all this food and water, and then It was still multiple days
0: um yeah that is bad
1: uh you talked about the like the gunmen and the others like the different groups around um as well as killing and and stealing like a lot of them will steal all these migrants money who they they literally have this money like they sold everything at home and this money is going to either the guides or to getting them all the way to america and these people steal all of it like right there at the darien gap which is arguably the most dangerous part of the whole journey
0: yeah um I saw interestingly um it it actually became more dangerous in the 90s due to um uh, political unrest in Colombia um so it has been less dangerous in the past
1: interesting and I have you mean seen... more dangerous
0: it was less dangerous in the past
1: because of th- okay and I keep going
0: because there wasn't the rebel groups. in the Darien Grap at the time because the countries were more stable Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've also seen that um, there's a lot of drug smugglers and gangs in the areas as well um, which also uh, prey on vulnerable people so when we're talking about the migrants who are obviously going to be extremely vulnerable at this point uh, but I did read that in um, the east side of the Darien isthmus—it's actually relatively safe—and mm-hmm. uh, you can take motorboats across the Gulf of Urabá, um, which is um, in Colombia, and then you can sort of like hop around the coast uh, on boats, and that's actually the safest option. Um, so that's that part of it has improved. Um, but again, but I don't
1: is... think it's always the easiest option for migrants. Um, no, cost-wise or otherwise. I
0: mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I saw that uh, the first crossing by car was in
1: 1928. What kind of car is... was it,
0: Miles? Do you know?
1: No, I, 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 I'm like laying you up. Uh,
0: I think it was. It was Are some ta- sort of American car. I think right. it was a was Ford, that the Model Ford T? Model T, yeah. Yeah.
1: But then there were a few other crossings as well afterward by car, correct?
0: Yeah, things like Jeeps and uh, Chevrolet's well, and Range Rovers, obviously. There you go. Range Rovers. Yeah, okay. I was la- I know
1: okay. there were there were two like very public like basically Land Rover wanted to show how capable their cars were and they sent two expeditions and that were successful across although they did like put the cars on rafts to cut to do a lot of it so it's like did it really drive across the doing gap
0: yeah, a bit of <laughs> yeah, cheating yeah a little bit of cheating
1: um,
0: unfortunately the migrants can't do that
1: yeah no and again the yeah and i think i saw that one of those trips it was 0.2, like, miles per hour was the average crossing the Darien <laughs> Gap in these, like, vehicles. Like, I did the math to figure that out, but it's, like, they were going really slow. Like, it was not, it's not just, like, driving and cutting up the jungle.
0: Yeah. You have to bring a lot of extra petrol with you. Yeah. Or electricity when we're all electric.
1: Um, let's talk a little bit about the climate and how that makes it dangerous. We covered a little bit in terms of like the, the floods and the rivers. Um, like we said, it's one of the rainiest places in the world. So flash floods are very common. They could even carry away sleepers in. So like a lot of people will like, they'll camp by the river water source. Also, the water is not very healthy. Um, and especially like you can imagine the more migrants who come like the dirtier it is over time. Um, and so apparently like two years ago, you could totally drink the water from the rivers and now you just can't. Um, wow. so that makes it even more d- dangerous recently. But the point is you can't by the river rains a bunch upstream. Whoosh. Like you got a flood. Yeah. Um, and so that's dangerous. I, it's super like the heat. And excessive humidity, like that, makes it super dangerous, like heat stroke. It, like you're in a rainforest, and you're in like a like close to the equator, really warm. That also is awful. And then we talked about how it's mountainous and jungle, which you can picture, but it's also very swampy in other areas that you have to cross. So you're literally walking across like knee to thigh deep mud, like all day, um, like not the best. Like situation, and you're carrying basically all your food for a week, all your water, your kids, your stuff. Uh,
0: Doesn't seem worth it to us, but it tells you how how worth it it has to be, and how much they're fleeing, and how how much they need to go. That
1: hope of a better life is very strong, and and what they they're escaping is. It's amazing to think like like they're willing to suffer. it's worse in some situations is what I'm trying to say, what they're escaping.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I have one more thing to add to make it, just in case you thought it wasn't dangerous enough. um, The U S military in the cold war did a lot of exercises down in the Darien gap. And they thought, Oh, this is a, this is a fun idea. Let's uh, practice dropping some bombs over this. No one lives here. And um, so there's a lot of undetonated Unexploded bombs in the Daring Gap So just in case you uh, Didn't think it was dangerous enough You have US Cold War era bombs yeah. Waiting for someone to Just step in case on.
1: you're not washed away Stabbed by a tree Bit by a snake Bit by a spider You could step yeah. on a landmine
0: <laughs> Yes So um, I think we've sort of summed up Why crossing it is So dangerous So yes. I thought we could just finish this off um, And say um do you do you think they should um make it less dangerous do you think they should try and put a road through it do you think they should try and what what can rather than saying what can we do as individuals but what should the world and the west do should we do anything what should there's clearly people trying to cross this who are dying needlessly what can we do
1: yeah it's a hard question I'll I'll answer it in like the general why it's not first and then I'll maybe give my own opinion but politically there's just there's not a huge will to connect the Pan American Highway in this small gap like to give you a sense like the Pan American Highway like it's like it, it's over it's almost three times as long as the Russian Highway from St. Petersburg to Vladivostok three times that's all that's crossing all of Russia um and that's if it was connected, right? It's not connected by point three four percent of it, which is that last sixty six miles or one hundred six kilometers. That is the Darien Gap. Um, anyway, but the point is, in politically, like, given disease crossing, environmentally, I don't think we have mentioned this yet, but environmentally, oh, you know, I guess we did. Um, environmentally is another reason they don't want to uh add a road because basically make would make it easier for people to deforest certain areas cause they now have a road to like access it. Um, just like kind of the, uh, rainforests of Brazil are being deforested. Um, and then it's also in a lot of ways, politically, it's to prevent drug trafficking. You already have people like with backpacks, like full with drugs, crossing the Darien gap, um, as part of these different like fringe groups, but also just gangs, um, and adding a road makes that a lot easier. Um, however a, it also
0: would a road road make it easier to
1: But no that's the yeah. good point. One thing I never knew before is migrants once they cross the Darien Gap, if they have the proper documentation, they can they Panama actually buses them from the bottom like from where the first few towns after the Darien Gap all the way to Costa Rica on the north coast. Like and that's at the cost of the government. So it's like in a lot of ways, I'm always thinking about the migrant journey, them walking all the way up to uh, through this through all of Central America. But no, it's actually like like Panama, as an example, they're bust if they're across the Darien Gap. So in a lot of ways, like if they can make it across this awful beginning of Panama, they almost get like a free ride the rest of Panama.
0: I don't um, know how much without seeing this, I don't know how much that is a free ride, as you call it. No, it, um, it, yeah. Like It could be quite a dangerous journey. You don't know if you're going to be busted. Also, you say it as a cost to the government. The government say that it may be more expensive to house, educate, and uh, integrate migrants so it's cheaper for them. They're essentially just...
1: They're moving uh, the problem uh, elsewhere.
0: Yeah, they're not really making it better. They're just trying to set someone else's problem, which isn't necessarily the
1: and it's not like they're giving them, like, free accommodations, right? A lot of the towns that these migrants are going to, like, their industry has completely shifted from fishing or other things um, all the way to basically, like, giving migrants food and other things. But they are charging for it. There are, they are charging for food, medicine, bedding, and so on. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, so, and then, but, but again, like, you're right, a road would, us, like, make the like death tolls significantly decrease and easier for migrants to move. um. And unfortunately, politically, that isn't the most favorable thing right now. Like you you probably could speak to the Europe a lot more, but Europe is uh, how. To, I don't know if it's still happening, but they, they they had a huge rush of migrants. And there was definitely a lot of like political unease at so many people um, coming into European countries that are on the wealthier side
0: that was the case um a few years ago with that was the um i think they have a like a refugee crisis that came through um but you've also seen in i think now people are definitely more receptive to the benefits of um having migrants and immigration in your country like for instance the ukrainian war at the moment is you know, four four million Ukrainians have entered the EU mm-hmm. and they've been welcomed quite a lot. I think people uh, are becoming more receptive to it. I think we've had to learn through harder moments. I mean, there are other arguments in that that we probably are going to leave for a different episode to do with, um, is it because they're Ukrainian essentially? Mm-hmm. but um, But I think... The advantages of having immigration is starting to be seen a lot more, and also the the unlivable areas people are now living or or fleeing um, is is getting greater and greater due to a number of factors, including climate change and uh, more wars. Essentially,
1: so, so just like people in Europe are like have been divided on that question of like how uh accepting refugees and how many and blo- and all those questions it's same in the US like i think we all we can both agree that like these migrants are going through hell and trying to find a better life and um hopefully they can
0: so so now what's your opinion what should we do
1: <sighs> i i don't think there's a silver bullet <sighs> cuz the road like finishing the gap like Bridging the gap, (laughs) um, pun intended, is, like, it'd cause a lot of consequences, both pro and con. Um.
0: So, if you have a better answer, please let us know. Please comment if you are... I
1: don't have a good answer.
0: (laughs) If you are pro put a road or other solution in the Darien Gap, please, please let us know and, um...
1: I think I I will say that I think like finding a better way, like you talked about how it's much safer to take boats around the side. Um, I think there are creative ways that um, we don't have to necessarily like, it doesn't have to be a road. It could be other things. Agreed. So that is the answer to the question of episode 25. Why is crossing the Darien Gap dangerous?
0: Yes, don't forget to follow us on all the socials. Uh, Seve, do you want to remind us what they are? Because we haven't set them up yet. Yeah, <laughs> As of the uh, recording, they will well, be set up by this comes out. Don't worry. It,
1: it, it, it's nice because like our, our, our new title uh, is the actual handle for all our different social medias. Um, ambiguous Borders. So just add Ambiguous Borders um, on everything. And then we are all, we also have our email if you need to contact us ambiguousborders at gmail.com super simple straightforward um no more podcast thingy thrown into it
0: we also have the subscribe button that you should be hitting yeah uh, and a five star rating on um apple podcasts that does help us out a lot yeah um, most of you
1: guys listen on spotify spotify you can leave a review but it's just a star review do that and then but if you want to like really help push the podcast up the best thing to do is just pull out apple podcast or google podcast depending on your phone and leave a review that is written as well because that helps us be seen more in our category
0: yes and as they would say in the darien gap adios
1: adios